Welcome to Shake That Soul. I'm your host, Rose Rising. This podcast is about getting in touch with your spiritual side and living intentionally. Let's get ready to laugh, ignite our creative spark, and open our minds. Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 15. Thank you so much for tuning in. I appreciate all of you being here today with me, and I decided I'm going to do a solo cast because I felt like it was time to share my truth. So in this episode, I'm going to talk about my personal journey, battling long COVID and autoimmune illness. I'm also going to talk about what I've been through and how I've learned to cope with it and the medical knowledge I've gained about health along the way. So you'll get to know me as a person a little bit better. And I really want people out there who are struggling to know that they are not alone, whether you have long COVID or if you're battling another serious health condition. And it does take a lot. I can attest to that to stay mentally and emotionally strong every day when you feel like the life has been zapped out of you. So if you're a person that has really good health right now, just take a moment to pause for gratitude because it's definitely not something to take for granted. If you haven't already, don't forget to subscribe to this podcast for updates on new episodes. And you can also rate the show five stars, of course, and follow Shake That Soul podcast on Instagram. If you want to be on the show, please feel free to shoot me an email to shakethatsoul at gmail.com with your ideas and stories. All right, so let's get into it. I'm going to jump around a little bit because there's a bunch to cover here. So honestly, this week, I have really struggled. I wanted to post an episode earlier in the week. And I just really didn't have any energy. And right now I'm actually going through treatment for chronic Lyme disease and long COVID. And sometimes when you go through treatment, the healing process actually causes you to get worse before you get better. It's kind of a reaction, letting you know that your immune system is ramping up and basically fighting a battle. So I've been getting IVs every week. And, you know, it hasn't been the greatest. (laughs) But you know what, I'm here, I'm doing it. That's all that matters. I will not be getting into conspiracy theories in this episode, because I don't feel like It's productive to spin your wheels on something that you may never know the conclusion to. I think that, you know, the things that have transpired over the past few years have definitely been sus. (laughs) But, you know, are we ever going to really know what's going on behind the curtain? And I don't really feel like you can accomplish much. But yeah, it's definitely fun to talk conspiracies. But For the purpose of this episode, I really just want to help people, you know, gain some more awareness around their illness and get some information that might help them in the future. I have done some research, so I'm going to include some of the links that I used for the research in the show notes. 
And disclaimer, of course, I am not a doctor. Of course, I have to say that. But you know what? I do have a voracious appetite for knowledge. I have always been interested in holistic health, and I'm constantly reading and studying. So this way, I can be an advocate for my own health because, you know, I've had some issues probably since about 2013. And so I've had to be diligent in learning and trying different processes um, in order to, you know, get back to a normal state of health. So and I'm still working on it. And you know what, fun fact, I actually got very close to enrolling in medical school to become a naturopathic physician. And I decided to pass on that because of, well, a lot of reasons, but mainly the tuition. And at my core, I am an artist, and I have the desire and the need to create. And so I don't think going to medical school would have fulfilled that part of me. So I didn't go that route, but I still am deeply passionate about reading about, you know, medical information. Okay, so let's get into long COVID data. As far as right now, 65 million people across the world are suffering from long COVID. And this is data from June 2023, so fairly recent. And those are not including, you know, cases that have been unreported. So who knows, it could be 80 million people you know, that have long COVID. And there may even be people that don't even realize that they have it. They could be passing it off as, oh, it's this, it's that. They don't really know. And I think this is a really important topic that's been brushed under the rug. And it could be because people might feel ashamed about it. Maybe they don't want to talk about long COVID because there's a stigma around it. And also to I think as people now, we have a very short attention span, so we move on to the next topic really quick, and we're all really tired of, you know, the pandemic and and COVID and all that, so I totally get it. Nobody wants to talk about it, but this is a real issue, and it's affecting so many people on a deep level. It's affecting their quality of life, and, you know, we need to take a look at this. And I don't have all of the answers, but I do think it's good to arm yourself with knowledge. COVID has a list of over 200 symptoms now, with primary symptoms of long COVID being shortness of breath, brain fog, chest pain, dizziness, and extreme fatigue, all of which I've experienced myself. Long COVID does qualify as a disability with the ADA, but it's usually a long process to get disability approved, and you have to be able to prove that long COVID has rendered you severely impaired. And on a side note, okay, this is not a conspiracy, but I think the pharmaceutical and healthcare industry is a for-profit industry, and I don't think their first motivation is to cure everything. I think what we do is treat symptoms instead of the root causes, to keep people in a perpetual state of sickness. Boom, I said it, (laughs) okay? And, you know, this is why I've personally opted to do a combination of both Eastern and Western medicine, because I don't think that for some issues, you can tackle it just using Western medicine only. I think sometimes you have to do both, 
And a lot of the times insurance won't cover naturopathic care. And it's really a shame because, you know, I feel like with the current medical system, when you go to a regular doctor, a lot of the times they spend about 10 minutes with you, diagnose you and then write you a script and then send you on the way, you know, and it's just like, how can you possibly diagnose somebody in that short amount of time? You really need to get to know all the different levels around a person that could make them ill. And I think there are a lot of great doctors out there who had a dream of really helping and healing people. And then they got pushed into a system, which has become a mill, you know, you have to see as many patients as you can during the day, it's kind of like, let's push them through, let's go fast. And I don't think people are getting appropriate care and monitoring. One of my inspirations actually was that, you know, I shared on my uh, stories on social media is that I I was going through a long COVID treatment program and a friend I haven't talked to in a long time, she actually reached out to me and she said, hey, I've been severely sick with long COVID on and off for two years. And, you know, nobody has ever really talked to me about it. She was like the first person that told me, you know, she had long COVID. And, you know, in that moment, I felt seen because I was like, okay, you know, other people have it too. I'm not the only weirdo out here that has it. And so she said that she was sick to the point where she could barely walk around the block. And, you know, she would get winded just doing basic tasks. And, you know, she was totally healthy before that, no issues. And she ended up losing her job because they wouldn't allow her to move to part-time while she was suffering from long COVID symptoms. And, you know, she was invalidated by a lot of her doctors and she kind of had to go around until she found someone who would actually listen to her and she's finally getting better. Okay, so I'm going to get into a little brief backstory of my health journey that started around 2018. Okay, so I decided to see a doctor because I was having chronic fatigue and it became super overwhelming. It was like no matter what I did, no matter how much coffee I drank, I just felt really shitty all of the time and I wasn't you know, firing on all cylinders. And I was like, I need to get this checked out. So I finally went to the doctor. And she was like, you know what, I think that we should check out your thyroid. And at the time, I wasn't really familiar with how important the thyroid was. And it's a little butterfly shaped gland in your neck that regulates your metabolic rate and your hormones, it plays a role in controlling your heart and your brain development. So it is super important. And so it turns out that my thyroid was a mess, it wasn't functioning properly, and that I had an autoimmune disease called Hashimoto's thyroiditis. So that means basically my thyroid is attacking itself and not producing the necessary hormones that it needs to stay at a healthy rate, so or stable rate. And so I had to get on medication. And I also, you know, took some um, herbal remedies as well, because I like to do natural if possible. But at this point, you know, I had to do synthetic 
uh, hormones. So eventually I leveled out and I was able to get my energy back and I was feeling great. And then lo and behold, come December of 2019, I took a family vacation on a cruise ship. Of course, my timing was so perfect. And that was right at the first wave of COVID. So I was on this ship, you know, just everybody breathing on me. And about two weeks later, I got back and or rather, it was like a five day cruise, but two weeks after uh, I ended up getting so sick, like it was just absolutely terrible was unlike any flu I had ever experienced before. And I remember just being drenched in sweat every night, just sweating so bad. And because I have the autoimmune Hashimoto's condition, I ended up being sick for five months. And it was hell because, you know, I went from finally figuring it out, finally being healthy, having energy to being knocked right back down again. And, you know, I don't remember if it was the first time that I got COVID. I actually ended up getting it multiple times. But I remember laying on my stomach and... I don't know what it was, but I actually felt like I was going to die. Like I was so sick. There was this horrible, horrible feeling in my chest and it was terrifying. And I'm sorry if this is triggering some of you. Like I totally get it, but I'm just letting you know, like you are not alone if you have gone through like a severe case. And I definitely know it can, it can really mess you up, especially like on a psychological level, you know? And every time I started to get better, I would end up getting sick again. And I think probably one of the hardest parts is that I ended up developing chronic anxiety to the point that it was unmanageable. I started having, you know, neurological effects. So I had panic attacks. I wouldn't be able to focus when I needed to. Uh, My legs and my arms would just randomly go numb. And I know some of you might ask, well, okay, Why didn't you get the vaccine? Okay, so first of all, here's my issue. I have a problem with people judging each other and berating each other without understanding the reason behind why people make the decisions that they make. And for me, you know, Getting the vaccine with a pre-existing autoimmune condition was definitely not a good idea. And I think that, you know, a lot of people got into these arguments, just judging each other. And I personally feel like it wasn't the right choice for me. And I really went back and forth with it. I really started to battle with it. I started questioning everything and I asked my, she was basically like my therapist. She was more like a spiritual advisor. And I said, you know what, I'm really going back and forth. You know, I don't know what to do. Maybe I should get the vaccine. I started caving in and thinking that I should get it. And she said to me, she's like, you know what, Rose, I think you really need to go within and ask yourself, like, does this really feel right to you? Is this what you need to do for yourself? And, you know, listen to the answer. And when I went within, it felt like a strong no for me. And I get it. Like, 
I get why some people would get it. Some people were forced to get it because they would lose their job. Some people needed to get it because their family said, you know, if you don't get it, you are not going to be able to come over here. And they wanted to protect their family and do the noble thing. But I personally felt like not enough time had passed for me to trust a vaccine, especially when the virus kept mutating. And so I just felt like it wasn't going to be effective if it kept mutating over and over again. And now that time has passed, this is my theory. Again, this is not a conspiracy theory. This is just my own conclusion that I've come to. I think that for some people, the vaccine was actually effective and it did protect them and it did prevent them from getting super sick. And I believe also that for some people, getting the vaccine has actually killed them or has made them chronically ill. And I've actually heard stories on both sides of the coin. So I really think it depends on the person. And it's really tough, you know, it's really tough to know what the right decision is to make, especially when there's just so much stuff floating around and there's so much fear. And I think at the end of the day, you do have to do what's right for you. You have to go into your heart and you have to trust your intuition and you have to make the decision. And, you know, there's a lot of data that will eventually come out that will tell us in either direction, was it good or bad, you know? Um, but yeah, I didn't go around like yelling at people because, you know, they decided that getting the vaccine was right for them. You know, that is your choice. You know, you do you. But for me, I feel like it was a bad choice. And yes, I'm sick now, but who knows what would even have happened if, I decided to do that. And I had already been vaccinated because I was in the military and I had the series of anthrax vaccinations. I had three of them and that was basically experimental, (laughs) you know? So I'm like, I'm good. And I'm not doubting how great vaccines are. They've obviously saved lives. You know, we are definitely in in a way different position than we were in the past when we didn't have all of these medical advances and all of this knowledge that we had. And, you know, I am grateful that we are alive in a day and age where you have a chance to survive. Like before, you know, a lot of people would die, you know, in their 30s. Uh, you know, even younger, there was a lot of like infant mortality, there just people didn't stand a chance. So anyway, that is my stance on, on, you know, vaccinations. And especially in America, we've gotten into this habit of getting into these arguments all the time about everything and just judging one another. And it's absolutely horrible. And I'm really grateful to have grown up where I grew up. I grew up in the city. And I grew up around people of all different races, backgrounds, cultures. And that really taught me 
to appreciate other people's differences. And I think that rather than judging each other and blaming each other, we should seek to understand. We should always seek to understand each other. It doesn't matter what race, what religion, how different you are. You know, even like politically, if you must know, <laughs> I am definitely in the middle. I There's some things that I feel and agree with that are on the right side that I align with and some things that I agree with on the left side, you know. And I think if you go to extremes in either direction, that can never, ever be good. And what may work for you may not work for somebody else. So that is my rant on (laughs) why I didn't get the vaccine. And, you know, I have some friends that have gotten it and they have gotten some pretty bad side effects from it. And I'm like, you know what, don't don't be hard on yourself. You know, you did what you thought was right at the time. And and that's okay. So, you know, and the studies are inconsistent. Some studies have actually shown that the vaccine made no difference in preventing people from getting long COVID. And then there's other studies that have shown that the vaccine has provided some protection from long COVID. But there are so many variables in place with each person, such as when did they contract it? Or did they contract it in the first place before they got the vax? Uh, what type of strain they had, you know, what was the time between each infection. So yeah, there's a lot of conflicting data, and it'll probably take time, you know, to get true answers. But based on studies at Yale Medical, we know that COVID does bring out dormant viruses such as EBV, the Epstein-Barr virus, which it's pretty common in a lot of people. And you might not know that you even have it, but it's basically the virus that causes mono. And, you know, it can be spread via coughing, sneezing, and kissing. So, you know, it's like the kissing disease. But if you can get it at daycare, somebody can sneeze at you on you and you can get it. And Epstein-Barr can lead to some serious health issues, such as autoimmune disease and even conditions like lymphoma. So if you are having chronic fatigue and you're having a lot of weird symptoms, I encourage you, you know, if you're getting blood work, get the Epstein-Barr test and see if you have that because that might be a clue as to what is going on with your system. Also too, with COVID, COVID does cause issues with people that already have a thyroid condition. So I've talked to a few doctors and they have said that you know, with thyroid issues, it's caused major setbacks to the point where people who were totally leveled out had to up their dosage on their medication, and it kind of reversed all the progress that they made. There's also studies that have shown, uh, you know, people who've had COVID also have shown a decrease in CD4 and CD8 T cells, therefore weakening their immune system in general. So going forward, After getting COVID, your immune system does get weaker, according to studies. And this one was from the National Library of Medicine. So, okay, so I noticed after the most recent time that I got COVID, I was out for about two weeks. 
And it was relatively mild compared to the times that I had gotten it before. And, you know, but something was really off this time. I knew that this was the straw that broke the camel's back. It was just the final punch that knocked me out. And I think this was towards the end of 2022. That's the last time that I got COVID. And, you know, the past eight months, I've gone in and out of sickness. And of course, stress is a huge factor. I think anytime that you get stressed out, you know, that definitely affects you for sure. Um, There was a point where I couldn't work out for two months. And I was so weak. And if you're a person that values fitness, and you like to stay in shape, and, you know, plus two, the gym is a great form of maintaining your mental health, right? You feel so great after you work out. But I had to stop working out and then even more recently, my lymphatic system started backing up. So I started swelling in my lymph nodes in my neck to the point where it was visible swelling and I didn't even want to take pictures. I don't really want to be around people because I was kind of just feeling so icky. And then I started losing my eyesight and then it would come back. I gained some weight and then I started having pain in my bones and in my spine. So everything just started to hurt. Needless to say, okay, this has been extremely rough to go from someone who could climb mountains. You know, I was a runner, a super active hiker, super social to basically being a hermit and not being active. And I've heard a lot of stories where people go from being athletes to barely being able to walk around the block. And you know what? I'm not trying to complain. I'm not. I know like people deal with so much worse and I try to keep that in perspective. Like, yeah, maybe I'm going through a really rough time. But, you know, there's people out there who go through worse and they have the courage and the strength to battle the issues every day. And I try to use that as a source of strength for myself. Okay, so let's talk about some positive stuff because this has been a downer of an episode. (laughs) But really, no, it, it needs to be talked about. There are a lot of people suffering, including me. And you have to find ways to cope. And so I wanted to share with you some of the things that have helped me get through this on the days that I feel like I want to drive my car off of a cliff, because it can really get that dark. When you are just so sick, and you have no energy, you have to summon some inner strength, and you have to have tools in your toolkit to be able to deal with chronic illness. So number one is definitely learning to follow my intuition. I think this has been totally crucial in my healing process. If something doesn't feel right to you, you have to realize that you are a sovereign being and you can't let anybody bully you into thinking what is right for you because at the end of the day, you know what's right for you. And so developing your intuition and trusting yourself is so crucial to getting on the right path. This is something that I still struggle with, and that's learning to just be okay with doing what you can. So if you have a day where you just can't give your all and you just got to try your best 
and know that there are going to be days where you have a full, great, productive work day and you get stuff done. And then there's going to be other days where you feel like you can't function and doing the bare minimum is going to be good enough. And there are days where I definitely cry over this. I'm like, you know, I didn't do enough today. And then I remind myself that there's no need to be hard on yourself. There's no need to beat yourself up. That's really not productive. And just doing the best you can is absolutely enough, especially if you're suffering, especially if you have a lot of pain. So don't beat yourself up, okay? Learning to accept where you're at at the moment is so crucial because if you fight it and you don't accept it, and I'm not saying accept defeat. I'm not saying that you have to say, oh, I'm just going to be sick for the rest of my life. No, I'm talking about learning to be okay with where you're at and knowing that you're not going to be at your full capacity. A huge one is changing your diet. Okay. So nobody ever wants to do that because they want to just eat whatever they want. But in general, for your health, you really need to look at having an anti-inflammatory diet. And if you have an autoimmune condition, especially gluten is the enemy. Gluten will definitely flare you up and not help you at all. Also dairy. And I know it's hard because cheese is absolutely delicious, but Gluten and dairy are very inflammatory and will probably worsen whatever condition that you have, whether it be long COVID or whether it be, you know, if you have rheumatoid arthritis. So definitely look at what is going to help you in terms of getting rid of the crap out of your diet, including processed and sugary foods. I read labels it takes me forever to get through the grocery store, but hey, it's totally worth it. And ever since I gave up gluten, my stomach is way better. And I don't know what kind of condition I would be in, honestly, if I just ate like crap and just ate whatever I wanted. I'd probably be dead. Who knows? I don't know if you've heard of the concept of slow living, but that's kind of a, I guess you can say a trend on YouTube is adopting slow living. And that's basically a slower pace of life, being in the moment, embracing nature, not being materialistic, living a minimalist lifestyle. So if you are already lacking in energy, you probably are already (laughs) on your way to slow living. But really, it is a beautiful practice, just being in the moment, not needing so much to be happy. So I encourage you to look at that as a lifestyle, and it could just be temporary. It's more important than ever to have boundaries right now, especially if your energy is low. You're not going to have a lot to give to other people, and that's okay because you are just going to need to conserve your energy, and some days that's just going to be to survive. And another tool, absolutely, if you can afford it, is to go to therapy When I first initially got sick, I went to therapy for a while until I felt like, you know, I was good enough to go without it. And then from then on, I adopted a journaling practice. You know, I try to write every day in a journal and that has been really good for 
my mental health. So yeah, if you can't do therapy, then at least try a journaling or a mindfulness practice, maybe give meditation a try, even if it's for five to 10 minutes a day, that's better than nothing. Or even, you know, maybe do a creative outlet. If you aren't able to go out because you're in pain or you're fatigued, then maybe you can do something at home that's kind of creative, even if it's just coloring. You know, that's better than wallowing in self-pity. <laughs> so ask for support. That's that's a tough one, right? We all struggle with asking for help, but there's no shame in the game. Just ask for support. There are going to be days where you're doing great. And there might be days where you're going to ask for help. And you might not even be able to get around that. And lean on your friends, your family for support. Deep breathing is another important thing to do. You might even want to look into breath work because I noticed when I get stressed out and when I get overwhelmed, I stop breathing. And also it's important to keep moving. A lot of times with these difficult diseases and conditions, you might have a tendency to get stiff. So it's important to get movement in your body, try dancing, you know, even if it's you put on music in your living room and you move around a bit, light stretching, light yoga, just keep your lymphatic system flowing. I try to remain hopeful and, you know, I'm not sure what the future holds. And I know at this time, obviously, there's a lot of studies going on to try to figure out solutions for long COVID. And so far, it seems that they are showing some success with treating long COVID with a drug called metformin, which is used to treat diabetes type 2. And there is another drug that has also shown some success. It's called uh, Paxlovid. Hopefully I'm pronouncing these correctly, <laughs> but um, yeah, it's an antiviral. And from what I can tell, it looks like it has a lot of nasty side effects, but that's just how pharmaceuticals are. So perhaps there is some hope with medications that can reduce some of the symptoms. I don't know. That's something that's probably worth looking into. And I think ivermectin has been downplayed as a reliable source of treatment because it's not expensive and you can't make a profit off of it. So they're probably not going to push that as a solution, but it is what it is. And like I said earlier, you have to be your own advocate, do your research, ask questions. Don't be afraid. You have every right to get the information that you need to try different things to be healthy. And since flu season is coming, seriously, you all have to make a toolkit to stay healthy Take your vitamins, learn how to manage your stress. I know easier said than done, but really think about that. How are you managing your stress? You need to get your vitamins in. You need vitamin A, C, D, and B complex because they are really crucial when it comes to strengthening your immune system. Lastly, don't give up. Never, ever give up, okay? It's just not an option. Even if you need to survive simply out of spite, <laughs> don't give up. Thank you so much for listening. I appreciate all of your support. And I know that that was heavy. 
But in the future, I will be having some more interviews. So I'm really excited about that. We have some great guests that are going to be on the show. And again, like I said, feel free to reach out to me with feedback. If you do want to be on the podcast, let me know and share your thoughts and ideas and stories to shake that soul at gmail.com. Again, all of the links and the resources are in the show notes if you want to read some of the articles that I did for my research. I look forward to catching all of you at the next episode. Be kind to each other. Be kind to yourself. Take care, everyone. Bye.